Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to Student of the Gun University, a place for education and enlightenment. We help you gain a new perspective and understanding of firearms training. Your teacher today will be Professor Paul Markle, a veteran small arms and tactics instructor with 30 years of knowledge and experience. Grab your number two pencil, turn to page one, and let the learning begin. All right, thank you for that fantastic introduction. And here we are again with another student of the Gun University podcast. This is number 28, episode number 28028, Unconscious Competence. We're going to continue to address the, quote, good enough mentality or the combat effective lies. Uh, those who spread such garbage do not understand the stages of learning. They don't get it. They don't understand the stages of learning. And it's sad to me that there are people out there in the world who pretend or hold themselves out as firearms instructors or shooting instructors or concealed carry instructors or whatever. Uh, and they don't understand the basic stages of learning, of human learning. I mean, I learned these. I was very fortunate because I had a fantastic uh, instructor. My first instructor when it came to firearms uh, was John Farnham, and he explained this to us in 1986. I know that hasn't been quite 40 years yet, but we're creeping up on it. In 1986, I was all of 19 years old, and I sat at the feet of John Farnham, and he explained he explained the stages of learning. And I put these in the book uh, in the Instructor Development Manual. But uh, the four stages are unconscious incompetence, okay? Then there's conscious incompetence, conscious competence, and unconscious competence. Now, when we use the English language and we, and we look at the phrase or the descriptor, unconscious incompetence, you say, well, what, how much learning is actually taking place then? And the, the truth is, is that when you are in that stage, and everybody is at some point in time, in the stage of unconscious incompetence, little to no actual learning uh, is taking place because, well, that is, the, that is the descriptor for a situation where you don't know what you don't know. You do not even realize how ignorant you are. And ignorant doesn't mean stupid. Ignorant means lacking information. You don't have the information. You're ignorant. Now, when depending on what stage of life you are, uh, you may be ignorant about a number of subjects. Like if you were going to ask me about astrophysics, I would be pretty ignorant. I know there's moons and stars and, you know, there's a moon out there and there's stars and there's planets and we live in this thing called the Milky Way, the galaxy called the Milky Way, and there's other galaxies. And that's about as far as I go. As far as astrophysics, right? So I am in a, uh, a situation where I am ignorant or I'm in uh, unconscious incompetence. I don't even know what I don't know. When it comes to firearms, when it comes to firearms training, learning how to use a gun, many, 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 many people out there uh, are in a position of unconscious incompetence. How many times have you heard 
If you're a gun person, I know you've heard this at least once, maybe a thousand times from acquaintances, people that you know. They went out and bought a gun, especially in the last three to four years, right? Your neighbor, guy at work, somebody at your kid's school, guy at your church or lady at your church or whatever. And they, they, they tell you, oh, you, you have, you're a gun person. Like you own guns, right? Yeah. I, I, I just bought a gun. Oh, cool. And then if you're a responsible human, you ask them if they've taken training or plan to take training. And if you're like, if you have, you're like me, you have friends, you have acquaintances, not really friends because friends actually know what's going on. Acquaintances are just oblivious. The men in the audience, yes, they say things like, well, I'm not stupid. I know how guns work. Or uh, if, if I, I'm, I'm smart, I'm, I'm a smart guy. If I ever have to use it, I'll, I'll know what to do. Of course, if you've been through training, if you've, if you've taken professional training, you hear those statements and, it, and you cringe. You're like, Ugh. Yeah, yeah, you're, don't sweat it, man. Yeah, just you just buy the gun and buy some bullets and, and, and you know, in the middle of the night at 3 o'clock in the morning when your back door gets smashed in and you wake up in a blind panic, you'll know what to do, right? Yeah, mm-hmm, sure. The stages of learning. I say so. The first one, unconscious incompetence. Really, it's it's a stage, but there's no learning that's taken place there because you don't even know what you don't know. You don't even know what you should be doing. We have to get people past that stage. We have to get them past the unconscious incompetence stage where they don't know what they don't know. We have to convince them that they well that they are consciously incompetent. Now, conscious incompetence, that's when you go. You say, well, you know what? I, I did this, I, whether it's a guitar or a piano or a gun or driving lessons or whatever. You realize, you reach the point where you realize you need training. You need to get the education. Learning needs to take place. And so you go deliberately to a person or to a place where you can get that education, where that learning can take place. You book a seat in a training class and you deliberately go there and you show up and you arrive and you're in the classroom, you're on the range, wherever you are, you are in a state of conscious incompetence. You know that you're lacking the information. You know that you're lacking the skill, but you want the skill. You want to get the skill. And that's a good place to be. Unconscious incompetence, that is where we go. That is where we're at when we start. Okay? Conscious competence. The next stage is conscious competence. The instructor shows you what to do. You go to piano lessons, right? And you sit down on the bench and the instructor sits down on the bench next to you and he tell and he shows you how to put your fingers on the keyboard, right? And then he and he then he puts his fingers on the keyboard and he says, "Do this." And he goes, "One, two, three, four. One, two, three, four. Then you put your fingers on there and you go, "One, two, three, four. One, two, three, four. 
all right? And as long as you stop and slowly think about what you're supposed to do, you can do it, right? And then as time goes by, you learn more movements, whether it's a, you know, piano or a guitar or, you know, with a handgun. Okay, he said to hold it like this. Okay, then he said to look through the back sight and find the front sight, and it should be clear in my vision. Okay, now line that up on my target. All right, I'm there. Now put the fingerprint on the trigger and slowly but deliberately press it straight to the rear until the gun goes bang. Okay, boom, I did that. All right, cool. The bullet went right where it's supposed to be. Awesome. Now you get you move into a state of conscious competence as long as you take your time and think about what you're supposed to do and remember the lessons you were taught, you can do it. Conscious competence. All right, well, that's great. And a lot of people will get there. You'll get there in your first class. The first time you go to a training class, if you have a good instructor and you dedicate yourself, you'll get to the point of, or you should leave there with the point of, at the point of conscious competence. As long as, how many of you have ever tried to play guitar, right? Or piano or any musical instrument. And you think, okay, E A D D E G E E E E A D E, and you go in your brain. You're thinking, okay, put my fingers here. Do this. Do this. Do this. Right, and you can play the song. You can play "Mary Had a Little Lamb" or you know Three Blind Mice" or whatever. You can do that because you're thinking about it. Now, if you look at somebody, let's say a trumpet player like Louis Armstrong, or a guitar player like Eddie Van Halen, or you know, uh, famous piano player Billy Joel, or what have you. I know I lost all the millennials in the audience and the Gen Zs, but stick with me. Do those people, the people that are, when they're up on stage and they're playing the piano or the trumpet or the guitar or whatever, and they're singing along and they're moving and they're doing all kinds of stuff, do you think they're thinking E-A-D-D-D-E-A-G-B-B-E-A-B-D-G-E, low E, high E? Do you think they're thinking that? No. Where are they? You see, they don't have to look down at the keyboard anymore. They don't have to hold the fretboard and wonder where their fingers are because they have reached a stage of what we call unconscious competence. You see, unconscious competence is the top of the rung. You start out, no, I don't even know what I don't know, completely ignorant. That's when you are in the what? Unconscious incompetence stage. But where do we want to get to? We want to get to the point of unconscious competence where we can do it. We can perform on demand. You don't have to stop and think, okay, what did that guy tell me to do when we were at that class? He said, uh, one, two. No, unconscious competence happens in the firearms world, in the self-defense game, when a threat materializes, you realize the threat, your brain sends off the alarm signals, and, hey, there's a gun in your hand out in front of you pointing at the target. You didn't say, hey, hand, go grab that gun, find the gun, pull it out, point it at the target. It's just there. You just do it. You do it on because you know to do it. 
You see, those who tell you that it's good enough are those who say, oh, well, any hit on the, on the bad guy, any hit anywhere is combat effective because it, it, cha- makes, it forces them to change what they're doing. And da, 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 da. See, the good enough guys and the combat effective guys, what they do is they allow you to stop at the conscious competence level and this is where a lot of people will quit. Uh, way back when, in the old days, back in the late 80s, I had a martial arts instructor who he used to use a phrase called the green belt syndrome. He said that's, uh, that's when they would lose people. See, when people would start out with a white belt, you know, that's your very beginner and your yellow belt and your, green, and your blue belt and stuff like that, yeah, they still were still feeling kind of uncoordinated, you know, and they were still feeling like, like they needed to learn. But then they would get, by the time they would get to their green belt, they'd been doing it for a while. They might be doing it for a year, maybe you know, 18 months or whatever. And they're feeling pretty good about themselves. They're doing things that they never even imagined that they could do. They're feeling, you know, they're sparring with other guys and they're scoring points, you know, and they're getting hits in and they can kick higher now than they could kick. And they're feeling pretty good about themselves. They feel like, man, I'm a badass. Then things start getting, well, they get more difficult and more is asked of them because in order to get a red red belt, depending on what you're doing, you know, red, brown, black belt, you got to do a lot more. And so the green belt guys, they're like, man, I'm good. They can't even imagine that there's anything else down the road. They're that good. They're so impressed with themselves. And that's when they lose them. The instructor goes, we, we lose a certain percentage of students. We lose them about that stage because they get to the point where they're like, oh, yeah, I'm good. Oh, yeah, I'm good, man. I'm good. You see, that's what happens when with the good enough or the combat effective. We have instructors are like, oh, yeah, yeah, you're good, man. You're good. No, you're not. You're not that good. Until you reach a level of conscious, unconscious competence where you can do it on demand without having to think. You see, in the fire, in firearms training, and I probably said this before on the show, but we don't, we don't practice, we don't train, we don't practice until we can hit the target. Training and practicing until you can hit the target, that leads you to conscious competence. And that's good, but that's not the goal. What we do is we train and we practice to the point where it is nearly impossible for us to miss. Where missing would be, would seem impossible. Not hitting, but missing. There's a difference. And see, that's where these so-called firearms instructors, that's where they're missing the point, and that's where they're shortchanging people with the good enough or combat effective or marksmanship's not that important or whatever. No, it is. You need to get to the point of unconscious competence. And the only way to do that, well, is to embrace difficult training and keep at it, and keep at it. And the best way to do that, the best way to move along that is to actually understand the stages of learning. And it, 
it it makes me sad that there are people who pretend to be instructors that some apparently don't understand the stages of learning. There you go. All right, I told you I would keep it single topic, relatively short form. I know we went 15 minutes. You're worth it. Uh, and uh, easy to digest. I hope you're able to digest that. Thank you very much for being here. I truly appreciate it. I'm your host, Paul Markle. Remember, you're a beginner once, a student for life. Thanks for joining us today. We are big fans of the value for value model. Please go to SOTGU.com to contribute the amount that best fits the value that you got out of this lesson. It could be $5 or $5 million. By contributing, you will help the show grow and assist in the education of your peers. And remember, you are a beginner once, a student for life.